March Madness is out the question for the Terps. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bet if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Maryland's basketball's March Madness hopes are completely over. They're done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. This might be my final segment of talking about March Madness for the Terps. I have talked about it a little bit in the past because I thought there was a chance because I thought things were looking a little bit better. I thought Maryland could potentially go on a run. I thought we looked a lot better as a team. I thought we looked better offensively. I thought we looked really good defensively like we've looked all year. But now that things have kind of gone on and the season has continued to go on and we've had some losses, it's pretty clear in my opinion, and I think just how it, how March Madness works and how the resume works, not just in my opinion, just the reality of the situation is that March Madness is completely out the question for the Maryland Terrapins. I want to go back to where I thought things were looking good and the reason why I thought maybe the Terps, I said it probably wasn't going to happen. I thought it wasn't going to happen, but I thought maybe the Terps could potentially go on a run after their, their two-game win streak where they beat Michigan and then – they beat Illinois. Illinois was the number 10 ranked team in the country at that point. We beat them 76 to 67. A great resume win on the road as well. Beating Illinois on the road, that's a big win for your resume. And that was our second win. Like I said, we had beat Michigan the game before that. So I thought we were in a decent spot at that point. I thought it was like, okay, hmm, maybe we can talk about it. Maybe we're getting a little bit better. Maybe there's a shot at it. I would say it's probably unlikely, but I thought maybe we could do something that would allow us to get there. Maybe we can go on some win streak. We were looking a lot better. A lot of players on the team were playing a lot better. Talk about Jameer Young. Of course, he's played well all season, but the supporting cast looked a lot better. Dante Scott was playing well in spots. I know Jordan Geronimo was playing well in spots. Julian Reese has been pretty good most of the year. He's had a couple of really bad games, but he was also playing well in spots. And so different players were stepping up. And then we lost two games in a row. We lost to Michigan State. And then we also lost another game right after um, right after the Michigan State game. We had lost um, to Northwestern as well. And so we took two losses. But those are two games that were one-possession games, and I was like, Hmm. Okay. We lost those two games. We just beat Illinois. And of course we beat Michigan. I was like, Hmm, maybe we need to take a step back in terms of the March madness stuff. It's probably not going to happen, but then we beat Iowa and Nebraska, Iowa and Nebraska. Those wins at the time seemed a lot better than they do now. Nebraska had a really solid record. They had a solid big 10 record. They had a solid overall record. And then so was Iowa. Iowa was a Pretty good team at that time, and we had beaten Iowa at their place, and then we had crushed Nebraska at home. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, 
right? So we beat Illinois. That's a really big win. Okay, we've we've beaten Nebraska at home. We beat Iowa on the road. I was like, hmm, maybe there's a shot if we go on some type of win streak here at the end. If we start winning games, start putting stuff together, which I really did think we were starting to figure things out. I, it was one of my segments on one of the podcasts. I was like, Maryland is starting to figure things out. I thought our overall team was starting to figure things out. I thought Kevin Willard was learning how it was meshing, and things were looking – pretty good i was like i it, it wasn't looking good in terms of a march madness but we were still gonna have to do some stuff for that to happen but i thought we had a chance but just in terms of just how the team looked it things were definitely headed in the upper direction and it looked like we were doing a lot of things a lot better and it just looked like we were in a better spot than we were before but then after these last couple of weeks it's clear that we are not going to the tournament We took losses to Michigan State and Rutgers, two games that we really had to have if we wanted to be in the tournament. I mean, the Michigan State loss is like, okay, it's on the road, but you really, since we lost to them at home, we really needed to split with them. And the Rutgers loss was horrible. I got attacked by some of the Rutgers fans. They were like, you were so wrong about our team. You said that we weren't good on the podcast. And the Rutgers team isn't that good, to be honest. They are good defensively. I was a little bit wrong about that. They are a pretty good team defensively, according to Ken Palm. Not pretty good. They're really good defensively. But offensively, they're nothing special, and the record's not anything special, and I don't think Rutgers is that good of a team. So to lose that game at home, you couldn't take any more of those type of losses. That pretty much defeated all of it. That It was pretty much over at that point once we had, had lost that Rutgers game. It was like, it's pretty much done that the tournament hopes were done. I saw it on Twitter, people talking about it. The tournament hopes were done. They were all over after that Rutgers loss at home, a game we shouldn't have lost at all. I I still will stand by the Rutgers team isn't that good, but the thing is Maryland's not that good as well. And so to look at that Rutgers game, even if we had won it, it probably wouldn't have mattered. We, we were not going to go on an insane win streak. It, it was just crazy to think that, like, maybe we could get some wins. It, it wasn't going to happen. Our March hopes are done. And it really does stink because year one, Kevin Willard was able to get us into the tournament, which is pretty big deal. And there were definitely struggles last year. But for Kevin Willard to be able to get this team to the tournament, to have a great record at home in Big Ten play, to be able to get us a first-round win against West Virginia, that's a big deal. And then to go to year two where expectations were higher, people thought the team was better, for us to go to year two and for us to be already out of the conversation and we still have a good amount of Big Ten games left to play, it kind of stinks. It stinks for our program, and it just sucks overall as fans because everyone wants to watch us in in March overall. But our resume also is bad. Our resume is not – it's just not a good resume. There's a reason why when coming into Big Ten play, it was already like we're going to have to do some huge things in Big Ten play, not just like we're going to have to be pretty good in Big Ten play, good enough to get in. It was going to be like we're going to have to do – some really big things in Big Ten play because how we started off in Big Ten play also was really bad. We were five, we're five and seven in Big Ten play now. We started off pretty bad with a bad loss to Indiana right off the bat, and we were losing early. We did beat Penn State, but we we didn't start Big Ten play off the way we wanted to. We lost pretty big to Purdue as well, and then the out of conference schedule didn't help us at all as well. The thing is, it's hard for me to kind of 
justify this or talk about the out-of-conference schedule because there's multiple ways you can view it. Our best game that we played out-of-conference against the best opponent that we played was Villanova, and Villanova handed it to us. We got crushed by that Villanova team. And honestly, that Villanova team didn't even play their best game. They went on like a scoring drought, and they still beat us easily. I think we had 15 points in the first half. That's when offensively we were we were challenged offensively. We were we were horrible offensively for that Villanova game. So we dropped our biggest our biggest our biggest game out of conference against Villanova, which was really one of the only big games we had out of conference. And then we played UCLA as well. But the UCLA, the UCLA win isn't that good of a win out of conference right now. It doesn't look good. UCLA is pretty bad this year. It's kind of a weird year for them. They're, they're usually a pretty good program. They're usually in a pretty good spot. But the UCLA team is bad this year. It, it's not It's not a win to like write home about. It's not a win that's going to really bolster your resume. I mean, it was going to be nice to have, but it wasn't one of those wins that were like, Oh, that's a great out-of-conference win. So we already were coming into Big Ten play behind the eight ball, and then we also had dropped UAB and Davidson. We're probably the next two best teams we played outside of UCLA and Villanova. UAB and Davidson were probably two of the best teams we played out-of-conference. So it was like, oh, we dropped UAB and Davidson. How the heck are we going to make up for these two losses to UAB and Davidson? How are we going to get back on track? Because – I was like, it's just not pretty going into Big Ten play. And then, like I said, we got that false hope from that Illinois win. And then we also had beaten Wisconsin. And then we beat Iowa and Nebraska. And it was like, hmm, we know that we're not really in it. But could we get ourselves in the potential conversation? Could we get ourselves in a bubble watch before the Big Ten tournament and do something in the Big Ten tournament? But now the Big Ten tournament is the only way for us to get and if we're not going to win the Big Ten tournament, we're not going to get into the dance. It's just not going to happen for us. And it just it just wasn't going to happen this year. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to have a pretty good team to get in the March Madness. I think we forget that kind of thing, that you, you have to beat good teams. And and you have to have a good team. I think you got you got to get carried away because there's 64 teams in March, Matt, or there's 68, I guess, when you count the uh, the 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 playing games before, and you kind of look at it and you're like, so many teams get into the tournament, so many teams get into the dance. You forget that there's a lot of teams unless you win your conference tournament, and there's a lot of smaller teams that, of course, Maryland's more talented than, but that's just how that's the beauty of March Madness is everyone has a shot to get in and. But you still have to have a pretty good team if you're going to get a bid that's not like a conference champion bid or like you're not one of those top teams in the country. You still have to be a pretty good team to be an eight or nine seed. And I think we forgot that a little bit. And, and this Maryland team, we're not a March Madness level team, in my opinion. I don't see us going on a run in the Big Ten tournament. I just don't see it with the Purdue's of the world, with the Illinois of the world, with the Michigan States of the world, with the Wisconsin's of the world. The Big Ten tournament, I don't see us going on a run in. I think there's just too much talent up across the Big Ten. This wasn't our year, and I don't want to blame it all on Kevin Willard for this no March Madness bid. I talked about it yesterday. This season was lost before it even started, I think, with the losses of Ian Martinez 
and Hakeem Hart. I think if we maintain both of those and both of those guys are on our team, I think it looks a lot different. I think we're a March Madness team. But we we had huge expectations for a couple guys that had never played college basketball and Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser, and we thought they would step in and play really high-level basketball, and it didn't happen. And so – and then the out-of-conference schedule wasn't good. We didn't; ha- They didn't have enough time to adjust, to start playing well. And then when we started to play well, we couldn't finish off games and won possession games. It wasn't meant to be this year in March. The NIT, I really have no idea about that, if Maryland would even accept an invitation if they got invited, if we even would get into that tournament. I really don't even know, to be honest. And it's hard to get, ex- it's hard to get me excited excited about the NIT tournament. Let's be honest. I'll be 100% honest. It's hard to get me excited about that. But overall, Maryland's March Madness hopes are over, and we can honestly stop talking about it and just hope that they finish off this season well. But we are going to talk about it when it gets into the Big Ten tournament, if Maryland starts going on some some type of streak in, to the Big Ten championship, which is highly unlikely, like what I just said. But the Terps have, do have a game this Saturday. How can the Terps beat Ohio State. I will tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football stacks, and placing some super bets. I'm really excited for Super Bowl Sunday. It's great time with my friends. It's going to be great food, pizza, wings, whatever you want to eat. The commercials are always really cool. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. How do the Terps beat Ohio State this weekend? Maryland plays Ohio State at four on Saturday. The Terps travel to Columbus to play the Buckeyes. And Ohio State is honestly, they're not having a very good year. I mean, I'm not thinking of of them as a basketball school. So it's not like, oh my gosh, Ohio State basketball hasn't been super good. If the football team wasn't very good, that would be a different conversation. But it's not like they're like always a good team, but just they're not very good this year. They're currently 3-9 in the Big Ten, which isn't great great at all. And they're 13-10 overall. And they are just not playing very well right now. They've lost a couple of games. And this Ohio State game is interesting, though. It's not like, oh, they're just a bad team. If you really dig into some of their stats overall in everything that has to do with their team, to be honest, they're really not that different than us. One thing is they don't play well on the road. They're, they're pretty horrible on the road, but they're not bad at all at home. And, of course, we got them on the road. So that's another thing you have to think about when you think about this game. And then also, if you really get into the Kempom stats and the statistics of Kempom, which I think do Kempom does an absolutely a great job. You get a real idea of how a team is. But they're really not that different on the Kempom rankings compared to Maryland. They're about the same, honestly. Maryland's the 59th, 59th ranked team on Kempom, while Ohio State is the 67th ranked team on Kempom. So it's really they're really not too different of the teams according to the Kempom rankings, which just a pretty good job of kind of putting all the statistical stats together and 
put putting together all the stats and giving an idea where everyone in the country is ranked. But how do we really beat this team? So my number one thing is don't get into a shootout with them. Ohio State can shoot the ball better than us. Straight up. They shoot the three ball. They shoot the mid, they, they shoot the ball better than us. They have better shooters. They have more consistent shooters. They shoot the ball much better than us. We don't want this to be one of those games that are up and down, really high paced, a ton of points being scored, a lot of shots being taken, a lot of three-point shots being taken. We don't want it to turn into some of those games. And I know you know some of those games that I'm talking about, those high-paced offensive kind of games. You think of it as like Big 12 football, but in basketball type of game where there's a ton of points being scored and no defense. Obviously, that's not what Maryland does exactly, but like you don't want this to get into a shootout is my point. Ohio State shoots the ball 34% from the three-point arc, which is very solid of a spot to be. 34%, that's a pretty good mark to shoot the ball at 34%, um, the three-ball 34%, compared to Maryland at 28.7. So they shoot the ball a lot better than us. So don't make this some type of game where it's really high pace up and down the floor and we get into a shootout with Ohio State because I think they win the game if, if, if it's like that overall. And then so the next thing, this is when it gets kind of interesting about this Ohio State team. The Terps have to take advantage of Ohio State's defense. Ohio State's defense stinks. It's terrible. It's like one of the worst in the Big Ten. They can't stop anybody. If you look at the Kempom rankings, it's it's not a good spot for their defense. So it's kind of the opposite of the Maryland um, team. So Maryland has to be able to take advantage because if we can't score against this Ohio State team, I think we lose. Honestly, if we can't take advantage of their bad defense, of their weakness, which does concern me, it, it, it I don't think we win the game. If you look at how many points that teams have scored over the last couple of games, it's been a lot. Iowa scored 79. Indiana scored 76. Northwestern scored 83. Nebraska scored 83. Teams score points against this Ohio State team. They are not very good defensively. So, if Maryland can't take advantage of that weak weakness and get like probably like 75 points, it looks like, then it's going to be hard to beat this team because it's interesting. They're really bad defensively, but it's the reverse kind of to us. They're really bad defensively, but they're very talented offensively. That's why you don't want to like read into their record too much. Obviously, they're not a particularly really good team, but they are really solid offensively. Like I talked about with the three-point shooting, but just overall, they're a really good spot offensively. And, of course, Maryland's really good defensively. So we have to win that battle. That's the heavyweight battle. Ohio State's offense versus Maryland's defense. Maryland has to be able to slow them down. And I think we do slow them down some, but if we're not able to kind of make it a lower-ish scoring game, and it's a high-scoring game, and Maryland has to continue, continue to get buckets against Ohio State's defense, which they should be capable of getting buckets against. It's still going to be really hard to beat Ohio State if you have to do that because they're able to score, and they're going to be able to score the ball at home, and they're really good on the offensive side of the ball. They have three guys who can really score the ball, and Bruce Thornton, Jamison Battle, Roddy Gale, so they have they have multiple guys that can score the ball. All those three guys get shots. 
Jamison Battle, you can't let him shoot the three ball. He shoots 44% from three. You cannot let him get open shots. That's one of the big keys of the game. You can't let Jamison Battle get open shots because he'll make them. He shoots at a really high clip overall. 44% pretty good spot to be. And my last key is Deshaun Harris-Smith has struggled big time this year, and he's definitely struggled recently. We need him in this game. I need him to play well offensively because we might need some extra points because our defense might not be able to slow down Ohio State's offense quite like they've been able to slow down some other teams that we played, like Rutgers last game. I don't think Ohio State's offense is much better than that. So I think that Ohio State's going to be able to score more, especially at home. So I need Deshaun Harris-Smith, who's been a big struggle in the lineup offensively. I need him to be able to score the ball at least a little bit and be able to help release some of the pressure off of some of the other guys like Julian Reese, like Jameer Young overall. Those are kind of my keys, how how Maryland wins the game. Let's get into the predictions for the game. I will tell you about who I think will win right now. So my prediction for the game, I've been wrong over the last couple of games. I've kept predicting a Maryland win, but I think I'm going to go Ohio State here. I ha- I think I have to pick Ohio State. It's hard for me to pick either side. They're not a very good team this year, so it's hard for me to kind of back them up and say that they're beating us, but we're also not very good. But I, I think their record's really misleading. I think they're a lot better than that. If you look at how they started the year, they actually started the year really well. It looked like they could be a potential tournament team, and it looked like they could be one of the better teams in not one of the better teams in the country, but they could be a solid, definitely a solid upper team in the Big Ten. They had a win against like Alabama. Alabama's a really good team at this point in the year. They had some good years. They had a really good job out of conference. They won basically all their games and had some big wins. They have some scoring balance. They have some balance. They have three guys who can score the ball, which I talked about, which I think is different from us. I think we aren't as balanced in terms of their top in terms of our top scores. Like Okay, Jameer Young, Julian Reese, Sante Scott. Yeah, but each of those guys have been inconsistent at times. I think Ohio State's more balanced. I think they are able to score the ball a little bit better than us for sure. Not a little bit. They're able to score the ball better than us, and I think it helps that they have three guys who each kind of contribute equally instead of one guy like Jameer Young who they're just going to focus on trying to make it really hard on him. And I just wonder if – I don't – not a wonder. My prediction is – I don't think our offense is going to be able to score enough and take advantage of Ohio State's bad defense. I have seen bad offense from Maryland all year, so I don't know why now I would think against, even though Ohio State's defense is poor, I don't know if I can get myself to be like, yeah, Maryland's going to be able to take advantage of Ohio State's defense. I think we have to at least somewhat because I think Ohio State's going to be able to score, especially at home, and that leads me to my next point. Ohio State's at home. They're much better at home on the road. They stink on the road. They cannot win on the road. But at home, they're a pretty good team, and we have them at home. So I think Ohio State wins. I think it's a close game, though, for sure, no matter what. I think it's a close game no matter what. I think Maryland loses another game, and it extends a little win streak, and things aren't looking very good. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. So thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.